Hello and welcome to the Great Escape podcast where Owen, Ryan and myself talk about what it's like to be British abroad and the trials and tribulations that come along with it. Boy, do we have a treat for you listeners this week, because on today's episode, we're thrilled to be joined by not one, but two very special guests. Rumour has it that they are some of the biggest fans of this podcast going, and it will soon become clear why that might be. Without further ado, I'll give Ryan the honour of introducing these two legends. Thanks, Mark. Um, Yeah, anyone ever questions my commitment to this pod, the fact that I've agreed to this episode, says all you need to know. I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, This is going to be the worst therapy session of my life. So without further ado, please welcome Ian and Janet, or as I know them, Mum and Dad. Hello, Mum and Dad. Hello. Hello. Hello, guys. Oh, God. (laughs) I can't wait for this to unfold. And I will just interject at this point to say they seem surprisingly wholesome considering you came from them, right, to to be honest. What happened to you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things. Uh, um, yeah, they actually are putting on a facade right now. I've just hired two people. <laughs> so we're we're in touch with you all the way over from uh, from the United Kingdom. Whereabouts are you right now, Ian and Janet? Where are you broadcasting from? We're in sunny Middlesbrough. Nice, lovely. <laughs> Is it actually it, it sunny? It has been sunny. It's it's getting a bit dark now, but it was sunny early. about ten minutes ago. It was sunny. It's just gone in. <laughs> there we go. And just to let listeners know, Janet has had her hair done specially for this audio podcast. So <laughs> a big shout out for Janet going all the way for this podcast. You've come prepared. Yeah. We very much appreciate that. And just wanted to let listeners know good, that. It looks brilliant. If you can hear, if you can hear a good fringe, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that is it true that people from Middlesbrough go on holiday to Hull? Yeah, they've been going to do that, yes. yes yeah, yes. it's to get the ferry to Holland. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, they always used to be a, a, de- a decent sway of Middlesbrough folk in, in the whole region, so oh, I'm yeah. glad I got to ask that. <laughs> lovely, lovely folk big, from Middlesbrough. Big for you. All right, so as you both know, Janet and Ian, uh, we like to get our know- to know our guests, first of all, through some quick-fire questions, which usually take around 20 minutes or half the episode. So um, for this section, I'll pass over to Owen. Hey guys, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through some deep, really deep questions, and and we'll start with what's your favourite biscuit? I want an answer from both of you. Custard cream. Digestive. Nice. Oh, two solid answers there. Absolutely what, no What kind of digestive? I have to delve deeper into that, Ian. It's got to be plain. A bit plain. Like Peter K says, you dup it in, it comes up says more. Dot me in again. Drop me in again. <laughs> I tell you what, you can't go wrong with a digestive. Uh, I'll agree with that. And custard cream as well, fantastic shout. So, two, two, solid, two solid biscuits to complement a cup of tea. And obviously, I know them. We are big tea drinkers in the house, so that makes it. You literally drinking one right now, Dad, from my mug. Nice one. Cheers. Uh, so. And right, you must have been brought up well because you do make a cracking cup of tea. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's one. It's one of my few skills. It's on my LinkedIn, <laughs> along so, with podcast host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his two viable skills in life. Um, so, your least favorite UK town? Hull. <laughs> Straight to the heart. All right, I'll take that. Um, Stockton, which is near Middlesbrough. I don't like going to Stockton. Nothing there. 
Oh, you are, you're starting a turf for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Punchy, the wrong side yeah. of the river. Durham, Durham side. Uh... They are in the Yorkshire side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. Let's, let's let's draw attention to the fact that we've got five Yorkshire people on the pod tonight. So That's huge. Brings it to you. We're not biased in our selection. One on the previous pod, you said something about Middlesbrough not being in Yorkshire, but man. Oh no, I I didn't. I definitely didn't. I, <laughs> I so I I I wasn't fully aware that Middlesbrough was part it of the Yorkshire now. Sins. It isn't now, but when I was born, it was a North Riding of Yorkshire. That is true. It used to be a North Riding. But did it? Why did they get the chop from Yorkshire? Does anyone know the history on that? When they, they changed all the boundaries on the counties, and we became Cleveland. Political for voting. That's all it was. It was political. It's a sentence worse than death being ostracised from Yorkshire. That's yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. All right, so Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I count Middlesbrough as Yorkshire. I think. I mean, me and Rye have debated it for a while. Um, so, favourite UK town? I like Edinburgh. Um, I'm, I'm, okay. I like nice. uh, York. Yes. Ah, oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, I love York. Do you like uh, Ramble Down the Shambles? Yeah. I've come out of the shambles in the shambles a few times. <laughs> 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 yeah, York used to be a cracking night out, to be fair. Um, all right. Most embarrassing memory Ryan wouldn't want you to mention on the podcast. Yeah, nice one. Nice quick fire question. No <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is that many? I'm trying to do the most least offensive one. Oh, no. Don't, don't worry about that. We, we, <laughs> yeah. All censorship has gone for this podcast. We, we are, we're allowing anything <laughs> he, goes. He probably won't remember this because he was in a pram at the time and we lived in Germany, but he once knocked a whole stand full of, I, don't, I can't remember whether they were kitchen rolls or toilet rolls, with his hand down in a supermarket. All of oh, Ryan. Ryan. Absolute nightmare, Ryan. Ryan, then. What, what I don't understand about this story, man, is this is the oh. first time you've ever mentioned <laughs> it. Why, why have you been she keeping that in your back pocket? Because she knew. My ah. one. She didn't want to mention how much it embarrassed her at the time, right? You told me I was in a fantastic baby. You were, you were a good baby. You were. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Just causing absolute My favourite one was we were in Sandhurst. We used to live inside what they call a wire on, on the military academy at Sandhurst. And my friend had come to visit me. He was working down south. So he was sick of the shandy. So he popped in for a pint with me. And Ryan was out playing with his mates. And he, he said to me always, I said, oh, he's outside. He'll be in in a bit. Next thing, there was a knock at the door. And there was a Gaker fella stood there, a Gaker soldier. He had this little bun, bundle in his hand, weeping. Looked up. It was our I said, what's that? He went, I tried to jump off the ramp. I've come off my bike. I'm in tatters. <laughs> <laughs> Right, again, I was, what, seven years old? seven or eight then in Sandhurst, yeah. I'll take them answers, but feel free to pop back in at any time during the podcast with any stories that come (laughs) up regarding Ryan. If any little nugget comes to you, chime in. please don't. These are gold. (laughs) So you guys are very well-travelled. So what's your favourite place visited globally, like anywhere? Like kind of a place that stands out in your mind as as one that you'd, you'd always go back to? Well, we both love Goa in India. Okay. Yeah, any particular reason? What like what's what's going on there? The, the culture, the people—it's just so nice. It's just so chilled out and relaxing when you get there. Oh, class! Whereabouts it, in India is it? It's it's um quite southern in India actually. The state of Goa—it's it's quite far down. Portuguese India. It's a Portuguese colony. Oh, fair. Well, 
Fantastic. It's, uh, it's, it's good for Yorkshire folks. It's cheap as chips when you get there. <laughs> which is yes, the, love that. Which always used to be the main priority for my mum and dad whenever they were lining up a holiday. It was always, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty cheap, cheap place to go. So, yeah, fantastic. We'll have to put that down. Your mates would come back off holiday. You'd be like, how was it? would be like, oh, yeah, great. Only one quid a pint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what defines how good the holiday oh, the, was. The fry-up was under a fiver. That was always on as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that, that segues quite nicely into uh, a bit of a deeper chat. Obviously, w- with you being in the military for a very long time, you, you travelled about a ton. Um, we Our focus on this podcast has largely been about like what it's like to travel as a, as a single man or a single woman or, or maybe in, in a couple, but not a couple with a family. Um, can you tell us a bit about what that was like and, and, and kind of, yeah, I suppose just when you started obviously kind of traveling about what was the adjustment like especially with you being in active service as well like what was that like for a family to kind of move around so much um you know in, in the early days i found it, it it was quite difficult obviously janet's very strong and independent but you know i'm not saying that we're, we're dinosaurs but there was none of this technology like we've got now of course when we went away we, we went away i can remember phoning janet from bosnia and saying, I'm on a satellite phone. When I speak, I'll say answer. You count to three and then answer me back. Or we won't be able to have a conversation. Things like that. None of this Zoom and all this business. So it's quite difficult. And, and the other thing was always frightening, which the lads used to talk about, not in front of the women. You'd always be scared of going home, going to your own kid and saying, come to daddy. And they just look at you and run off. Uh, that's quite something that a lot of people won't get. But for us, it was a big, big thing. I mean, I did, I did run off a lot, to be yeah, fair. He was a blessing. He was an ugly kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we used to write to each other a lot then, and they were called Blueies, and you got them from the um, post office, where they, wherever you were stationed, they were a military thing, so you didn't have to pay any postage. So I've got hundreds of Blueies that we've wrote to each other still in the attic. Oh, that's uh, class. So you've got a record of all the communications. Yeah, that's how we communicated, wow. yeah. How often would you uh, send letters to and from? Oh, sometimes every day. But you might not get wow. you might get ten all back together because depending on where he where he was. Wow. Where I was stuck. But as as a wife, I can remember um we were posted to Germany and Ryan was four, five months old and we were only there six weeks and his dad got posted to Northern Ireland for six months in the September. And he never come home till the March when Ryan was one. And, wow. I, and I can remember coming back to Middlesbrough to my parents for Christmas, getting back in, getting back to Germany in January, and it was the thickest snow I'd ever seen. I had a nine-month-old baby. I'd been travelling for like eighteen hours, think, get, getting our Ryan to bed, think, getting myself organised, and thinking, what am I doing here? It's thick snow. <sighs> My mum and dad are in Middlesbrough. My husband's in Belfast, and I'm stuck in Germany. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy! He's the same size as he is now when he was a kid. He hasn't grew. <laughs> Do you have many memories of growing up in uh, in Germany, Ryan? Um, not my first memories are Germany, but I don't have too many. Um, there's a theme park I remember going to with my mum. It was like that wild safari place or something. Uh, Stuck and Brook Stuck Safari Stuck Park. Stuck and Brook Safari Park. Yeah. I remember being on a water ride there. I remember a couple of things from school hearing about. Um, I remember going to the bakery. Really, really brief because we we left there when I was five, I think. Yeah, that right. Five. Yeah. yeah. So you only went to reception. Not, not. I remember. I remember enjoying it. I remember having a good time in Germany. Like it, I, I've got a positive 
vibe, but I haven't really got specific memories. Janet, on on that, like obviously you guys were posted up in Germany for a while. Uh, Is it quite insular, like life on a base? Are are you kind of going out around Germany a lot or is it kind of like, is your life kind of on the base for for that period of time? And and what's that like? Is there like other families kind of the same demographic and stuff or is it like, what's that Um, like? In Germany, there was a lot of different regiments. So there was the regiment Ian belonged to, but there was a lot of other different regiments and you weren't you weren't stuck because you could get on the bus and go into town, go to a restaurant, and we were really lucky. Our next door neighbours, who we're still friends with now, he was a British soldier, but he married a German lady. So I used to go around a lot with her. We used to child man for each other, uh, things like that. So she got me probably to other places that I probably wouldn't have gone to. Yeah, because that's another thing that like technology affects so dram- dramatically. Like I don't know now. We as expats, we all came here, landed in Canada. You know, you had you get yourself on a Facebook group or whatever, like lads in Vancouver were playing football, and, and that's how you kind of socialise and make friends. But I suppose back when there wasn't all like Facebook and stuff, I imagine it was so much more difficult to like find yourself a circle of pals, you know, wherever you were kind of placed at the time. I think I think look, I'm, this has literally just come to me. To be fair, though, correct me if I'm wrong, mum and dad, but like. There's kind of an element of like, you know, when you go to school, you end up like your best friend, just the lad that was sat next to you that first day. There's kind of an element of that where it's like, you just become friends with your neighbours because you, you, you're with them all the time and you, you're stuck with them too. You know what I mean? And like, you, you kind of get you kind of get lumped with a load of people. So you might not be friends with all of them and stuff like that, but you've all, might have got an instant icebreaker. It's not like a meet up at a pub that's been organised. It's like, oh, this is my neighbour. I think let's talk type of thing. Yeah, yeah, there is an element to that. I think the big thing is as well what people tend to forget is if you look at the way the American army go to a foreign country, they stay on the bases. You can only spend dollars on the bases. Where the British, when we go anywhere, we we use local currency. We're encouraged to go out into the community. We get looked after, and we're encouraged not to be behind the wire, to be out of it and mix. All right. And that's why the, the Germans now are quite upset that the British are leaving because we integrated well and we were good for financially for them. But like the Americans go and it has no bearing on the local economy because they don't come outside the wire. They just stay inside it and spend their own dollars and they won't come out. Do you know why they do that and why like in the British Army they decide to kind of like be more like integrative into... I mean, I'm not political, but if you look at someone like Donald Trump, they probably just think they're better than everybody else and don't want to mix it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Quick question for you, Dad. Um, I'm not sure if Owen and Mark know this because you actually grew up in Germany as well. Because Granddad was also in the army. How big a difference was it when you were growing up um, to when you were then living there with me and Mum? Uh, again, I mean, I'm not here to, to sing the the virtues of the of, of the the MOD, but the setup over there was very family orientated. If we went away somewhere, there was people left behind in in what they called the family's office. To look after everybody and it never it's never changed from when i was your age living pads we used to call them pads brats because you know if you if you're married you called a pad and obviously the brats your kids and they used to lay everything on they all used to lay the buses on to take you to that stuck and brook that was all laid on by the military you got all your uh you got cheap petrol for your cars you got tax-free cars you got all everything cheap in the naffy so it was all it was all about you enjoying yourself there and i, I loved it you know i wouldn't change it for the world how did uh, how did you guys find it like uh, having to up sticks and repost in a different 
part of the world uh, quite often because we normally talk to expats who've making that big decision. They get itchy feet. They want to go somewhere else. They've still thought about it for a few years and then they finally lump on and move. But you guys, you've been told to move and you've got to be ready to do that whenever they tell you. So is that kind of different, living that life, not being able to fully settle because you might be posted somewhere else? What's that like? You've got to make a decision when to settle. That's the key thing that we did. We, Ryan, we, we were conscious of his education and there's, there's nothing wrong with the education that he was getting, but we always felt we wanted him to be in one school for the whole of his secondary education because we thought that was important. So we thought the moving about might affect. But to be fair, we ended up in Ripon as a result of us being in Northern Ireland before that and then getting a uh -huh. really good education in Northern Ireland. And, and someone, had, the unit was moving to Wales, but I was going to Catrick. And the headmaster, in a casual conversation, said to Janet, looking forward to Wales, Janet said, oh, Ian's been moved, he's doing a different job. We're going to Catrick. And the headmaster said, pity it wasn't ripping, there's a lovely grammar school there. Next thing you know, but that, that's what we did. Wow. Do you think uh, uh, going to different places has uh, like put a seed into Ryan for like a bit of adventure and going to new places and making new friends? Do you think it's had an impact on him as an adult? I do. I definitely do because I just think he, he hasn't really got root. He was born in Middlesbrough, but apart from family, he's never really lived here. Out of his 26 years, he's probably lived here 18 months maximum. And apart from coming home on holiday, he doesn't really know Middlesbrough as we know it. So I you have a better so you have a better social life in Millsborough than I do. Yeah, because you, you grew up with that. Yeah, because we've got friends. I've got friends from school, and I've, I've always kept in contact with. Uh, your dad's got friends, civvy friends, as well as military friends. So yeah, I definitely think moving around for a seed in your head, Ryan. I think I think it also, and I think I've mentioned before, it de it definitely gave me social skills. I never realised until I went to uni, is when I went to uni, I twigged on, when I met people that had lived in the same village all their life, was I was just so used to up and sticks and moving, and because of the way Dad's postings were, like my formative years in Sandhurst was just a completely new set of friends, and then when we went back to Northern Ireland with the regiment, I was kind of making them friends again, like, you know, your skeletons and stuff like that, because I hadn't really remembered them from Germany. So every time, I was just used to making new friends every two years. So I went to uni, and when I come here to Vancouver, I'm, like, excited to meet new people, whereas other people are just literally, they've got their bubble that they know from primary school, and that's it. So it definitely helped me on that front. Whether it made me want to see more of the world, I don't know. It definitely made me want to see more people and stuff like that, 100%. But I think that's a key feature in making it so much easier, right? Like, if, if you haven't done it before, it can be super daunting to think of, like, moving elsewhere and like making new friends and stuff but once you do it once it's kind of like oh like it's it's actually not too difficult to to keep i think uni does that for you i think university does that you, you go away you've got to fend for yourself you've got to you know apparently you're supposed to tidy your room every now and again but right there we go new new dig was coming nice one dad yeah good setup carry on you know, ryan comes home and he's making us a chili con carne things like that and then he knows people from all over the country you know, and, and I think as well the school he went to, there's a lot of, lot of people, because Ripon's a lovely place, don't get me wrong. Once you get to 17, 18, there's absolutely nothing there, so everybody moves away. So he can go literally anywhere around, this, around Britain and there'll be somebody not too far away. I mean, when he first went to Canada backpacking, he went across to America and went and met a lad he went to school with at Ripon who was living in America. So I think that does a lot of it. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot, but yeah. I'm assuming that was quite, I suppose, like, obviously... 
different altogether being in the military but similar in that way I suppose that you'll have served with people from here there and everywhere that you kind of know now that you wouldn't have met kind of if, if you hadn't been kind of pushed into all these random places here there and everywhere and I had to make new friends everywhere we went because you know the wives have got you've got to get on really with your neighbours and your wives and getting jobs and that otherwise you you just sit in the house all day well I think you uh, you two being very sociable has definitely rubbed off on Ryan because he's, as far as I'm concerned, the social glue in my entire friend network. Like, literally, everybody, every friend request on Facebook, mutual friend, Ryan Galloway, Ryan Galloway, Ryan Galloway. That's just because I'm like, good at Facebook. Ryan, it's not and he's just good part of every single friend group that I'm part of. I don't know about you, Owen, and stuff, but it definitely uh, benefits having one person who knows everybody. Yeah, um, no, definitely. He's very good at making friends. I don't know. You've done a good job on that front. <laughs> and he's got some lovely friends from school as well uh how did you guys uh feel when he made the move as parents how did we feel uh obviously elated it was buckled yeah i was secretly pleased because i knew half my wages were getting saved a month (laughs) (laughs) i I have never known a bloke so tight as him he's brilliant we use but honest to god he turns the gas off to turn the bacon over he's that (laughs) There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, I, I miss him. Like any, like your mums will miss you. I really do. But it's his, I've got to think it's his life. It's not my life. You know. Uh, to be fair, I think I think the backpacking I did the year previous probably helped, didn't it? Because we actually kept in touch quite well when I was backpacking. So it probably made the not as daunting for you, I reckon. It's the technology. Yeah. Definitely wasn't technology, technology makes it so much easier, Ryan, and it's yeah. It's no bother at all. Yeah. We talk regularly. I think you keep contact more now than when you were at uni. Yeah, I didn't like you then, though, man. You <laughs> kept turning up with pot noodles and I would never eat them. You just looked like a trophy case of pot noodles. I had every flavour and I never ate them. We, we misunderstood what you said, Ryan. When you said, oh, I'm enjoying uni, I like Pop-Tarts, so we bought your load. Didn't realise it was a difficult you were going to on a Friday Saturday and get <laughs> That used to happen to me at uni. I'd, I'd go home for the weekend, just get my clothes washed, see mum and dad, and I'd always, always come back with ten times more stuff than I left with. Mum and dad just loaded me up with food, clothes, this, that, the other. I had the yeah, weirdest... It was great. My, my mates always said I used to have really weird snacks, because it would just be whatever's on offer that weekend. And I just have, like, a pa- packets of peaches. I had a lot of fruit in jelly for some reason that mum kept packing for me. And then, <laughs> Did you pack him any Fanta? He's hooked on that as well. Great Fanta. No, Great Fanta is actually part of it. That's uh, that's me and Dad's thing when we used to go on holiday to America. Great Fanta. We'd literally, the first thing we'd do, we'd rent the car, go to Walmart, get a crate of Great Fanta and put it in the mini fridge. You get it, you get it. Middlesbrough now. We're very, we're very continental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, your dad. That's, that's from the when he, your dad was a kid with going to school with American children. Yeah. yeah, used to have Yanks out with school and they used to, I used to swap with that. He's on Facebook with me, a lad called Bill Russell, and his, his dad was obviously American Army, and he used to come in, and I used to swap, he used to have a vanilla pudding, and great fan, he used to bring him, I used to swap him off him for different things. I like when we play, when we're playing football, soccer, he'd say pass to me and I'd give him a vanilla pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's glad. While we're on the topic of soccer, football, uh, it's quite a big part of your life, is it not, Ian? As it is Ryan's. Can you just delve into a little bit about oh, your love of football? I, I think it's like anything. I, I, when I joined the army, I joined the local regiment for here. 
and there's a lot of Teesside lads in it, so there was a lot of Borough supporters. So when you're, when you're away somewhere like Afghanistan and it's different hours and you're waiting up to get the football results, or I've been out, I've been out on patrols in Northern Ireland when something's happened, there's been an explosion, there's hell on, and then all of a sudden you'd hear, what a tune up. And then you'd hear an if I had another comment about a football club, you're all getting done. But they didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. To be fair for me as well, what Mum's saying there about not having many links to Middlesbrough in terms of not living there that often, for literally every year I would go to Middlesbrough. So it's got like this sentimental value as a town. I actually, I do love it. It is, it is my home. But like going for the football, like, I'd go to Middlesbrough and there'd always be a football game. We always used to play at Christmas at home for some reason. So I have really long links with Middlesbrough, if that makes sense, even though I didn't live there. I'm surprised. To be fair, all through football. since I've known you right as well, I've been quite surprised at how largely supported Middlesbrough is internationally. Because there's, I don't know who you add on our podcast Instagram account, but there's some, <laughs> there's some lass in... New York, New York City or something, and it's just a massive network of Borough fans in New York City, which is just they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm Borough fans, in North America. I'm a bit. I'm a member of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you are. It's got to do with Teesside and it being very industrial. And then when the work dries up, everyone moves. If you go to, uh, have you heard of Corby in Northamptonshire? Yeah, hundred percent. I was you, born in Northampton. If you go to Corby. They've got a massive Scottish club in the middle of there because when that started up in the steelworks, all the jocks moved down there. So there's a lot of like second and third generation jocks in Corby. You always see a piper there. That's the beautiful thing about football as well. That like I don't know in in weird countries around the world, like even in like New York City of all places, like there's massive following of English borough fans. There's something pretty special about that, like in in the way it kind of can bring people together. You say you used to play uh, football. Or you might still do. I don't know, Ian. Uh, yeah, but tries to. <laughs> did you ever have like a really international uh, game in a in a far off bit of the world? Because I've found living in China, uh, playing games with like people from Chile, Argentina, Uruguay. It was just great. Just the global game bringing everybody together. Did you ever play football in a strange part of the world? I went on an expedition to Nepal. So we're in Kathmandu. So we did we did the expedition. We was walking around the Annapurna circuit for twenty one days, and when we come back, the uh, Local royalty had asked us if we'd play a football match against the uh, local police team. Said, oh, yeah, we'll have a run out, no problem. Just expect to turn up and have a run out. About 2,000 people watching it. Like, 2,000 people watching the play? And you done that one in Bosnia with all the kids? Did one, it did one in Bosnia where it was, it was the same thing. Like the, our, our boss, the OC, had said we all had, we actually all had to do a different charity thing. So I'd, I'd wrote letters to like the Prime Minister at the time, was John Major, because I was doing a charity raffle and I got like a signed cricket bat. When we did all this, then they said, oh, we need to do one more thing. We said, we'll organise a football match. So they said, right, we'll have a football match against the local team. Oh, my God. This team hadn't played for three years. We were beating them 2-0. One of them just did a two-footed drop kick on me, mate. No problems. <laughs> it's funny as like yeah anywhere you are in the world if if the football's bad the tackles are always even worse <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What I find weird is I've played against other armies as well and when you consider where England are as a national team compared to all these other countries never been beat off a foreign army team yet 
That's Spanish, Italians, <laughs> Germans. Never ever got beat off any of them. It's weird. Maybe we need to swap out the English national team for the, the, the army's English national team and then go from there. Because they, they, that's quite big in the army. I had a mate that went and played rugby uh, for one of the forces, but they, that's quite big in it. Like they, they, they do quite a lot with their, their, their like teams and like rugby and football like teams and stuff like that. Your elite level in the military, whether it's army, navy or air force, you get to elite level and you just in tracksuit all the time. Yeah, that's class. It's like the uh, bo- lot of your friends are good boxers, aren't they? Yeah, well, I'm known for boxing, yeah. Oh, that's class. There is one thing that I wanted to bring up earlier. When you, you know, we talk about when you used to send letters to each other, mum and dad. Have you ever sent a gift stupidly, mum, that was a really bad idea? Yeah, we weren't. We were engaged. We weren't even married, and your dad went to Kenya for four, six weeks, wherever it was, on a <laughs> exercise. So I've decided to send him a chocolate bunny. It was Easter. So by the time we got to Kenya... <laughs> <laughs> Look like a children in need bunny. What a year it melted half its face. It missing. was a thought that... <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, so Janet and Ian, Ryan tells me that you're both well-travelled and we've heard a lot about your uh, your journeys and stuff, but since he's moved away, obviously not having to pay his gigantic food bill, um, you've probably had more chance to go on your travels, obviously not with COVID, but you've got a bit more money in the bank now he's gone, he's not eating you out of house and home. Uh, we thought we'd take this opportunity <laughs> to do a bit of a Mr. and Mrs. travel section, because often when we get a couple on, we like to play them off each other and do a little quiz, so I hope you'll be willing to take part, and we're going to kick off with a few choice questions, if that's okay with you guys. Basically, what what I'm hoping for this, if we form, if we form some division, potential divorce, I get two Christmas presents. So <laughs> it's all. Uh, I'm really see, I'm really seeding some stuff here. It's a really deep question in the midst of misses. All right, we'll start off. We'll start off strong. Janet, what did Ian say is your most annoying habit when on holiday? My annoying habit, apart from breathing. <laughs> Uh, probably because I, I like to get up and I like to sunbathe all day and he likes to go for a walk. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I've got the answers. Mum, you actually spot on. <laughs> and to be fair, I, I, I'll, I'll definitely back Dad up on that, to be fair, because I don't know how you do it, Mum. I, I hate it. Like, we, like, we did, like, the resort holidays, stuff like that when I was a kid. Like, Mum would just read a book for two weeks and just lay there. Uh, and that means I would have to play tennis and football or play in the pool and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know how, or like go to the town and stuff like that. I don't know how you do I'll go it. I've got all the roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. Janet, do you adopt the approach where you get up early doors, put the towel down, reserve your place, and then profit from that later in the day? Is that your technique? That's my technique, yeah. yes. I go on holiday to yeah. relax. Did you take that from the Germans? Because I know that's a very German. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the, at what I do, Mark, is I. Set the alarm and then I send Ian down to put the towels oh, on. Wow. <laughs> oh, that that's some classic German efficiency send, right send there. Send in the infantry to get those sunbathing spots. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You see the old you see the old advert where they stand on the balcony and throw the towel off and it lands on the thing before the Germans get there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. Oh, that's oh my god. Okay, well we'll switch over. Now, Ian. What did Janet say is the worst thing you've ever done whilst on holiday with her? Worst thing I've ever done? Oh, do you mean there's a few? A few to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> what about a couple of jars I do tend to turn into Michael Jackson? 
Wow. Or his, or his stable cousin, Michael, whatever. <laughs> that might be a bit annoying for her. Um, so the actual answer, Dad, uh, you, it was dancing, but she was specifically talking about a time I was there when you got up in the middle of a fast food place and performed the Hucklebuck dance. It's completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> sporadically. Yeah. And it would. If I got the CCT footage of that, you, you'll be on some weird home show in a USA or something like that, going, who is this guy? Because it was crap, quite frankly. <laughs> Tell you what, though, when you, when you quickly, when you talk about being on CCTV, we're, oh, watching, we're watching Middlesbrough against Man U at Sanders. You were at a party. We went into a pub to watch the Borough. Yeah. We're playing Man U and Campbell come on and scored. Your man went to the toilet. I jumped up to celebrate. As I jumped up, I hit a chandelier, split my head open. <laughs> on the floor. Everybody in the pub were around me like, you know what? I was like, oh, shit, did he go in? He scored Campbell. <laughs> you know, my man the toilet, thought I'd been fighting because there was some Geordies behind me or I'd been arguing with. You know, messing about. You thought I'd been fighting with the Geordies. And the oh, my God. The bar, Look that on you being framed will go after me. I said, put it on. <laughs> wow. Burrow through and through. All right. No. Janet, what is the number one place Ian wants to visit that he hasn't yet had the opportunity to? Are uh, 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 both of us together or him on his own? Uh, oof. I, I'm not yeah, sure. I'm going to say Ian on his own. What? What? Yeah. Where would he like to go? Um, <laughs> yeah, why, why is he on his own? What Ryan was alluding to earlier, I don't know. <laughs> um, on, our, on our bucket list, our joint bucket list, it'll either be Aruba or Vietnam. Wow, Aruba, nice. The correct answer was Vietnam, ma'am. So fair enough, you actually did quite well on that, yeah, to be we, fair. We've got five places on our list to go. What are the other three? New Orleans, where we should have been going next month, but that's off now. Um, Italy and Croatia. Yeah, of course. Hull's <laughs> right at the top there, surely. Uh, uh, to be fair, that's that's horrible that you, you guys can't go to New Orleans. Is that obviously because of the travel restrictions and stuff? Are you going to put the trip back yeah, to, until it's all cleared up, or are you, are you just going to forget it for now? Um, I'll probably just book it for next year to see. Because we were doing New Orleans and then we were going on a cruise. But what have you got booked now, though, ma'am? Oh, we've got a cottage in the Lake District next week. <laughs> oh, how lovely! Oh, there you go. Cumbria. Lovely. Cumbria. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had, you had an Airbnb <laughs> just outside the deep. In Hull. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the the Lake District is gorgeous. I miss the lake. In, in brighter news, you guys absolutely smashed that Mister and Mrs. Quiz. I know we didn't have many questions, but you you've done very well. Three out of three, so. I don't know if it's yeah. being married for many years, but you definitely smashed that. So well done. Um, but whilst we're on quiz questions about holidays and such, do you have any embarrassing stories about Ryan on holiday that you'd like to share? None. Absolutely none. Lord. Yes. I remember one when you got up, got up in Tunisia and you, the next thing you come out on the stage doing a load of dancing. With a break dancing troupe. Break dancing troupe. Breakdancing? Wow, right. Right, I mean, I, 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 So what is this? <laughs> what? They, the lads were about 14, 15, and they were all into the breakdancing. And our I was there, looked the same age as him, but was probably 12 because he was so tall. Yeah. And he just, he, he just <laughs> all jumped around him. Yeah. He was in a nightclub. No, I'm tuning this out. He was in the kids' club thing he, he joined. 
Rai was all hopped up on Panda Pop trying to do a breakdance. This is fantastic. He had like a glittery waistcoat thing on. I mean, I do not remember this at all. I was young in tuning. No, he remembers. He remembers, don't worry about that. Oh, no, I don't. Right. I was still blonde in Tunisia. You were blonde? 2001. Being blonde, yeah. You look like Macaulay Culkin because Michael Jackson phoned you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Shamon. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, when I did that. you do it. Oh, you do a Michael Jackson. I'll give shoulder for. No. <laughs> I remember you getting up on stage with an Elvis, Dad. We've got that on VHS somewhere. Podcast host, breakdancer. What more do you need to add to your LinkedIn profile, Ryan? It's I'm not account. a breakdancer. <laughs> Let's really kill this one right now. I am not a breakdancer. <laughs> Let's just nip that one right in the bud. If we had the video of it, Ryan, we could confirm that quite easily, mate. We're not arguing that you were a breakdancer. We're arguing that you were tempted to be one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like... <laughs> Yeah, he never reached the heights of breakdance, but <laughs> by God, he tried. It, 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 it'd been very similar to him getting on and off that surfboard yeah. today. There wouldn't have been a lot. Of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. right. Well, I think... Yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. That's very fair. That's lovely. Nice, nice brilliant story. Uh, um, okay, so... <laughs> uh, now this section I'd like to meander onto, I've called it Raising Private Ryan. As parents, who we don't often have on the pod, we I find it interesting to find out what it's like from your guys' point of view, keeping in touch over Zoom, over Skype, over WhatsApp. What's it like having an expat son living in another country? Because we often get our side of the story, what it's like being a young expat. What's it like in your shoes, Janet and Ian? Can you divulge a bit of that for us? Well, he, he's quite good on FaceTime. He, he messages us. At we speak to him at least once a week on FaceTime. And then... He puts all the photos on the WhatsApp group we've got as a family. And I just oh. think I just think he's having an amazing time with the photos, I see. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I do miss him. I miss him every day. But I just having the time of his... <laughs> I miss, I miss yeah, picking up towels after you. You're washing, you're ironing. Eating oh. oh, here we go. <laughs> and, and you know he's really good at? There we go, yeah, giving yeah. Giving me uh, tips what to watch on Netflix. Oh, He's always recommending programs. Yeah, like mm. Mick making a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> really, really <laughs> got into that. I, I think, to be honest, with, with him being away, I because I still work on an army camp, even though obviously I'm, I'm not in anymore. But I work for a college, and we have the contract on the camp, so I know a lot of people there. I've been there ten years, and a lot of them were, were, were young soldiers when I was there, boss. You know, and they've all come from so. And I, I, I take great pride when they say to me, and they, they always say, "Well, what's happening, family? How is it?" That's how young's over in Vancouver. And I, I'm quite proud to say that. Because I've got a lot of mates, especially in, in the borough area as well, where, you know, if they go away to a Leeds match, they've actually travelled, you know what I mean? I've got mates who've been to Southampton for an away match and it was the biggest journey of his life. He's never been abroad. Yeah. So I think it's great that he's, he's took the opportunity. But like I say, it is a lot easier now with all this uh, technology. It does make it easier. And it, I, know, had a, I had an auntie who was so scared of travelling that, you know, when... There used to be like paper maps in a book. You used to turn the page and whatnot. She used to be petrified to turn the page, yeah, and go into like a new county in England. So she would never ever turn the page. She'd stay within <laughs> Dorset. So Ryan's definitely gone above and beyond that. So yeah, hundred percent. Is, is is there anything that you found not so much gen like? Is there any like 
tips and advice you'd maybe give to like if there's anyone any parents out there that are a bit scared and stuff like that about losing their little soldier or something like that <laughs> no i I'd, like i said it's not a loss for me personally it's a gain i mean my wallet's never been so fat <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a round with I've, honest to God, he, he's on about the yeah. matches nice there. One. He used to yeah. cost me a fortune. <laughs> yeah. 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 He'd say to me, I'll go to the bar, Dad, and then he'd start tapping his pockets. He'd turn the lights up, but he blinks at that greedy. I would say to any mum right. out there, if your son or daughter's thinking of doing it, let them do it, but make sure they keep in contact. Yeah. Do you guys have like a routine or anything that you like to keep up? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the routine is. I get a message from mum saying, please, can you call? And I, every single time, this is not just a Vancouver thing. This happened when I was at uni and I would panic so much about something that's happened back home. Like there must be a reason why. And um, it would just be, oh, I just want to see how you are. <laughs> every time. And it's just like, yeah, I'm happy to arrange a call with your mum, but you always put like such an <laughs> every time. You're better now than ever. I came back from camping the other week and I'd left my phone at the house. I said, no point taking it. And I came back just a notification of 13 messages from my dad. And I won't lie, I panicked straight away. I was like, something's happened with the family, something's happened. Why, why is there so many things? It was a play-by-play account of Middlesbrough versus Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, quality journalism, by the way. Living out with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say to anybody whose who's kids are thinking of going to somewhere like Vancouver, the, the best thing that Ryan did is obviously he'd been there before, but when you're on about Facebook earlier, you know, Brits in Vancouver and that, and he just met loads of people that way, and I think that's brilliant because there's no substitute for somebody actually being there to give you the tips that you need to know. 100%. That's yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Um, Janet, I loved that story earlier on about how uh, you, the blueies, uh, the letters that you had, and you sent them back and forth. How how does that sort of compare to what you have now with your WhatsApps and your Zoom and stuff? Is it is it better or is it different? Uh, how does it compare having someone um, living away? I mean, obviously now it is much better because you see people. But in them days, I was excited to go to the post room because you didn't get them put through your letterbox. You had to go to a post room, a military post room, to see if there was any letters for you. But it was still the excitement and like the excitement. how many times did you go and it was like there's no letters <laughs> how brutal is that no, you just, anything for me you, no you just, just call down on your way to the naffy and you just call in or is there any blues for me but all the wives did that ryan so they're used to it so yeah, i yeah. might go for three days and get nothing but then before letters four blueies all because when you think of blueies only a sheet of paper then you fold it and put the address on so it's not mm, you know what i mean that's class so, it was exciting at the time, but this is a hundred percent better. You could tell if it was if what was happening because it'd either be really big letters or small letters. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to write, so I'll just write a bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I w- I, to be fair, I would say that since I've been away, it's actually probably brought us not closer together because we were living under the same roof. But I think we, I think it's better. We don't argue anymore. Like we, we we used to argue about what was, what we were going to watch that night on Sky and stuff like that. Me and Dad want to watch the football. You want to watch one of your soaps. That's gone. Do you find yourself appreciating each other more because you're further apart? Well, I remember when my brother moved out and went to university. I loved him so much more because it went, he wasn't annoying me on a day to day basis. I realised how much how much I missed him when he was would, away. Yeah. I, I would definitely say that. I would say like our conversations are better and stuff like that. Hundred percent. I, I, I value the calls more than when we're just talking around the house, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, yeah, I do because I, do, I think you appreciate each other better. 
Mm. I like if you, if you could show yeah. that, Mum, I'd love that, please. <laughs> you cheeky so and so. I think the setup were better when when we're both in the same room. So I can say, mention to your mum that you're a bit peckish. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't use them as a strategic leverage I, against. Tell the... you what, I've, I've 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 sucked my lips into a few palmos because he's been at the back of it. We've had a joint <laughs> opportunity. Tell you. Oh, that's class. <laughs> Two stones since he's been away. Salads <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was delicious. That salad. One one thing that hasn't stopped is, and Owen will back me up on this in terms of me and Owen have a bit of a problem out here with our group of friends. Obviously, Mark's part of that, but me and Owen are very bad of hobbies. The minute one of us gets something, the other one has to, and stuff like that. Me and Dad have had that going on for years, and even now, whilst I'm abroad, I'll tell Dad I've started something. Dad has then picked it up. He's currently into cycling, Owen, because I bought a bike. Oh, wow. Owen, you are talking to a mammal. Oh. Middle-aged man in life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I, well, I'm glad that I've passed that on to Ryan. Ryan's passed it on to his dad. <laughs> yeah. So are we to expect you hitting the coast of Teesside on a surfboard next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, go to Salt Burn, it's like trying to surf across a puddle. You've got 20 of them, you're like, please, grow up. His dad's very competitive, he has to win. So, well, there's a couple more on the list. You've got to get into snorkeling this year, diving. A diving, something I've, me and Ryan tried. I've done all that diving, like. I've done all that. Oh, fair enough, then. You're, you're a step after, ahead. Yeah, I've, I've did all the paddy training. I'm up there on that, you know what I mean? <laughs> what about, it's what us about... that needs to raise our game, then, Ryan. We need to get the most serious about it, mate. <laughs> yeah. What about a podcast? Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. On Red Army TV, it's too it's busy. Well, I, I do that Red Army TV. My mate runs it. Oh, that's I, class. I, I, yeah, wow. I was on last night. We do that in Teesside Telly. Oh. <laughs> no wonder. But it's done. It's done with professional cameras and that. Because my oh, mate owns it. Bit, bit of a flex. Oh, yeah. bit, bit of a oh, dig. This is just level. an amateur operation. I'm sorry, Ian. Yeah. Don't worry about it. This is fine. This is we so emasculating, only... right? You, 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 your dad's like got a more successful podcast than than you. <laughs> yeah, honestly. We could only afford him for the one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Getting nothing. Your you... podcast's great, lad. It's great. I love you... it. To be fair, what's weird though is Mum got into the podcast quite late on because she didn't know how to work it. And then I'd, what I'd get is messages from Mum being like, "So you said this, and that's just not true, Ryan." And I'd be like, <laughs> "When did I say that?" She's like, "Oh, on this episode." Like, "Oh, two months ago." And, <laughs> and by the way, guys, please don't cash the check we sent you till the end of the month because our adver- our advertisers haven't come through yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've even started listening to Stefan's. Oh wow, he'll yeah. be very happy with that. Yeah, Stefan's a cracking pod. Yeah, fantastic podcast, yeah. He's good. No Red Army TV, though, is it? <laughs> well, if, you, if, you, if you could give us a shout-out, Dad, it'd be huge. Yeah, Bullet yeah, fans, yeah. fans need to know what three lads from Yorkshire are up to. You want to watch it, you can watch it over there. It's on the YouTube channel and that. Oh, I know, and Bob. If you come home at Christmas, I'll get you on it. Yeah, I've been on it with you, haven't I? Yeah, to be fair, Christmas is a weird one, actually. Like, if, if things are as they are, if it's still, like, quarantine procedures and all that, it'd be the first Christmas we have away from each other, won't it? It will. Well, we've had, a, we've had a few Christmases without Dad, me and you. Yeah. But not, not the three I'm always of us. busy over Christmas, and I'm di- on roof to roof delivering presents and that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, this, I, I went home last Christmas, and then the Christmas before that, the parents came out to Vancouver. So 
Um, this this potentially is the first one. Is what it is. Well, well, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, it is, it is. We can't do, we can't do what about it, can we? Yeah, but it's, it's a weird thought. Like it'll be the longest we've not seen each other technically. It would be over a year. Well, we might have to we might have to schedule a Christmas Day podcast special. Absolutely not. Get Janet and Ian back on board. <laughs> Janet's asleep by two o'clock on Christmas Day. As, as a podcast, do you know how many followers you have? Have you got the technology to know that? I mean, that's I, just I not as many as Red Army it. TV. <laughs> I think after we're like Netflix, after, we don't share our figures. The problem is the analytics get a bit skewed after a million, so we're having a, we're having a <laughs> massive problem tracking. You seem it. to get a lot of accounts called Janet Galloway logging in every week. I don't know <laughs> if that's skewing the figures or what, but it's, it's great. We, we, every we went, device. We went into lockdown, mate. We went into lockdown, and I was waiting for home, and Janet was furloughed, and it was red out of you. You couldn't have asked for better weather. We're in the back garden from about half past six in the morning, as she does, <laughs> laid out. Yeah, you, you, put, you put the towel out, though. I was sat there, I was doing something on the computer, a bit of work, and uh, she just started giggling. I said, what are you laughing at? She said, this, this podcast, you have to listen to this. That's when I got oh, into it. She was listening to all the podcasts every day. Oh, I'm there sorry. we go. Oh, Jenny, thank you so much. I got up one morning, I had, had my work's collar and tie on, and I was I was doing a Zoom thing. Cause I had to, had to do a, a thing for the gear, because like a, an induction, and we had to do it via Zoom. And I was sat there at the bottom, I had tracks and bottoms on. <laughs> Yeah, and halfway through, you just hear someone giggling in the background. There, <laughs> you know, next time you next time you're sitting up in your lycra, stick some headphones in when yeah, you're when metal, you're a mammal. Mammal yeah. is in. Yeah, <laughs> I could put my mammal kit on. Ryan could put his glittery waistcoat on. We could be alright. Uh, I mean, this is just, this just isn't true. I Not can't to. wait to to hopefully you guys can share some pictures and and videos of this film. I'll, I'll find them pictures. I don't worry. Dig through the archives. Dig through the archives. Instagram is gonna You've be got pictures of it. Oh, Janet no. got them. They'll be there. Don't worry about that. Uh, I don't Whoa. believe you. Don't believe Ryan's you. looking incredible. I'm not. I'm not enjoying this at all. To be honest with you, I don't remember wearing a little waistcoat. <laughs> it's back. This, this podcast backfired big time for you, Ryan. To be fair. well, I never thought it would go well for me, quite frankly. <laughs> and this is what's happening. Can't wait to get your parents on though, Owen, just to, just to do the same. This could no. be the first of a series of investigations into our lives yeah. through our parents. Yeah. Your parents the podcast are... should be called The Real Ryan. No. <laughs> no. No one wants to listen to that. I've got a... what? Yeah. Shoplifting. Do I have to mention that? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go into Ryan's shoplifter as well. Yes, please. This is fantastic. <laughs> to be to be fair, I did shoplift the other day by accident because I was trying on I was trying on sunnies. Ryan. I, by accident, mum. I was trying on sunnies. That, that's why probably what he used to say as well to you guys. Eh? He walked in with no glasses and walked out with a pair on, but that was an accident. Yeah, I forgot I had them on. It's always accidental, isn't it? That's Never. how the best thieves yeah. operate. Did you take them back, right? Well, I broke them the next day, so to be fair, there's a karma to it at least. Ryan, that's yeah. not that's not. He took them back to get exchanged for new pen. <laughs> <laughs> you got a receipt for that? Uh, no. Okay. no. I I accidentally left a pair of sunglasses on the top of my head and walked out the store. That's how it all starts, right? Next time you'll be accidentally smashing car windows and taking a sat nav by accident. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you're selling them out. Of, yeah, you're selling them out of the back of a van by accident. And then... yeah. <laughs> well, other than the thieving, I think you two have done a fantastic job of raising Private Ryan. And, uh, <laughs> we've loved having you uh, share the stories of his childhood and uh, all that stuff on the podcast. It's been a fantastic, fantastic episode. Yeah, thanks so, so much, you, guys. Took the time. 
Yeah, thanks for the unique perspective, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're very welcome. On, on being an expat, not on me. No, it's been great hearing about your military stories and growing up in Germany, Northern Ireland, all over the place. So uh, thank you, Janet and Ian. And I hope this does spark a series of parents on the pod because I've loved it. And oh, I, I'd just like to say, I mean, c- congratulations because how old are you, right? Are you 28, 20, 25? I'm 26. No 20, one ever, <laughs> no, no one knows how old I am. 26 really years of Ryan Galloway. I mean, how, <laughs> how you did it, I have no idea. But <laughs> just well done for getting this far and, you know. Still, you just up. still just agreeing to talk to him over a Zoom chat. You're like, gonna just... kill me, Owen. You've done well. <laughs> I'm gonna rid you of this blood. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, guys. I, I'm sorting it out. Yeah. No, you're very welcome, and hopefully we'll meet you soon. We'd yeah. love to. Yeah, definitely. When yeah. when transport gets back up and running, we'd we'd love to see you guys out in Vancouver. And when you do come to Vancouver, we can do an in-person podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. We'll we, can, we, can also, we can also go for a bike ride, do some diving and snorkeling. Snorkeling, yes. Well, I'd like to say, with it being Zoom, I'd like to say that I hope, Owen, I hope your uh, Queen Greatest Hits album sells well. <laughs> that, that was a moustache dig for anybody not watching the pod right now. <laughs> All right. I think there the fourth or fifth one so far. <laughs> Tonight I'm gonna. Sorry, all right, I'll stop. Are you gonna sing us out? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Freddie. Yeah. To be fair, Barcelona. <laughs> Just to round us off, uh, we'd like to remind everybody listening, uh, Janet included, to make sure you subscribe to us wherever you are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're also on Instagram at Great Escape Pod, Facebook The Great Escape Pod. Uh, so yeah, please follow us online. Keep in touch and look out for those pictures of Ryan in his jacket. Break Not happening. Fake news. Um, yep. And also, if you want to drop us an email, our email is greatescapepodcast at outlook dot com. Uh, if you've got any questions or stories from life away from Britain, thank you once again, Janet and Ian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, cheers, mum and Yeah, dad. thanks ever so much, guys. Have a good well, evening. I really enjoyed it. Best thank thing you. you've done in twenty six years. Keep selling Yorkshire. Always. Yorkshire. 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 See you later, guys. Right. Thanks, Mum and Dad. I know it's past your bedtime. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Follow us on social media. I've got nothing, lads. Anyone want a brew?